Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. Hello and welcome to Tea with HB, the podcast where we drink tea and spill it. All the important issues, all the questions you never had answered, everything you weren't taught in school can be found right here. Relativity. Noun. The absence of standards of absolute and universal application. Last episode, we talked about letting go of society's expectations so we can prioritise our health. It is only when we let go of these unreasonable expectations that we can escape the treadmills we've been put on by other people. Whether that's hustle culture and measuring our self-worth by our productivity, or always working towards the next top grade, or expecting more from our body on a flare day, you can only expect to be the best version of yourself. And that removes the pressure of the expectation because the best version of yourself depends on the circumstances. It changes. It's relative. Relativity relieves pressure because it allows us to be more open-minded and understanding. When we know the context of a situation, we become more compassionate. With that said, here's a little bit of my context. I have Ehlers-Danlos Syndrome, hypermobility type. It's a connective tissue disorder that affects thousands of people differently. For me, it means I'm in constant pain everywhere, and my joints are prone to subluxation, which means they partially dislocate. For the past three weeks, for example, my jaw has been partially dislocated, or subluxed, meaning that every time I open my mouth, I get a pang of pain, and the rest of the time it feels like toothache in my jawbone, which has made this podcasting thing a little tricky and a lot frustrating. So if I sound like I'm speaking through gritted teeth today, it's because I am. I am also an ambulatory, which means part-time, can still walk short distances depending on the day, wheelchair user, and struggle to do pretty much everything a 19-year-old is expected to do. Those pesky expectations again. I have to remind myself daily that I am not a failure for finding things difficult. Chronically ill, disabled or not, we all need this reminder. We are rather good at considering relativity when it comes to other people, because most of us, I hope, have a desire to be kind. We know kindness is necessary because we want to make the world a better place and make other people feel happy, included, loved. But without relativity, we would be unable to show kindness, because being kind stems from understanding different people's situations and needs. For instance, 
Remembering to provide food for someone with an allergy or intolerance at your party is kind because it shows you understand that they have different requirements and you have remembered to include them as well as saving them from having to bring their own food or be embarrassed by refusing yours. However, it is only because people with allergies and intolerances appear as a minority at most parties that providing specific food for them is kind because it is an extra thing for you to do for them as other people don't have the same requirements. If everyone at your party was gluten-free, though, the gluten-free food would not be seen as a kindness, because, in that context, being gluten-free is the norm. It's not an extra thing you have to cater for. Moreover, if someone without an allergy was at that party, it wouldn't make them excluded if the only food available was gluten-free. Whereas, at the other party, the gluten-free person can't eat anything but the vegetable sticks. I'm not bitter. I liked sliced peppers. My point is, kindness is relative, and it meant a lot to me when people thought about my dietary requirements. Relativity is the reason that kindness exists. I think this is the reason we find it so hard to prioritise our bodies and our health above other things. We compare ourselves to other people and think that we aren't struggling as much as somebody else, so we give ourselves less attention and care. I fear far too many of us forget to be kind to the person we spend the most time with, ourself. It is easier to show kindness to your friend because you're an outsider looking in at the context of their situation and thinking that, all things considered, they're coping very well with their heartbreak or whatever it might be. Kindness is enabled by relativity. This is why it is far more difficult to treat ourselves with the same kindness we show others. We apply relativity to a friend situation and tend to compare ourselves at an absolute standard rather than appreciating the context. Thoughts like, I'm not in as bad a situation as they are, so I have no right to complain, or they're much better at that than I am, so I'm going to give up, create absolutes that we would never apply to a friend. We wouldn't say, give up, you'll never be as good as they are, any more than we would tell them to stop complaining. Because we apply relativity to our friends and forget to do the same with ourselves. We are kind to our friends, we neglect ourselves. There is nothing wrong with rationalising our thoughts or striving to be better. It is good to appreciate what we have and be grateful for it. But if we deprive ourselves of compassion, it becomes increasingly difficult to be sensitive towards others. You can't pour from an empty cup. You can't light someone else up if you're burnt out. In a plane crash, you have to put the oxygen mask on yourself first, in order to help your child. When friends apologise for sharing their struggles with me, because they think I have bigger problems to deal with, my favourite response is, it's all relative. Just as somebody else receiving a compliment does not detract from your own self-worth, somebody else's problems do not invalidate your own. It is ridiculous to compare the ocean and a fire, for example. They are both beautiful and powerful, so why would you ever compare yourself to anybody else? More to the point, there is no hierarchy of pain. There is absolutely no way of knowing whether I do in fact deal with worse, whether my problems are bigger. If I am dealing with my supposedly large problem rather well, then your apparently smaller problem, which you are struggling to cope with, deserves the attention right now. Relativity enables kindness. Comparison enables cruelty.
By letting go of our inappropriate expectations, we can apply relativity to our own situations and be kinder to ourselves. I am very bad at this. If I could only stop expecting myself to be able to climb a staircase, for example, I wouldn't be so disappointed when I failed to do so halfway up. I could instead think, wow, I didn't expect to get to the top, so isn't it great I'm halfway there? This may sound like a trite analogy, but it is in fact something I struggle with every single day. That is something that happens when you are not able-bodied. Things that you didn't even think about before become completely impossible to manage. Curbs of pavements and uneven cobblestones in a wheelchair become monstrous obstacles that cause a lot of pain. Or the lack of lifts in tube stations, or so much more. But why am I so hard on myself for these things that are out of my control? Where did these inappropriate expectations come from? Well, we live in a society that sets expectations for able-bodied people. So, of course I will fail, and of course I will beat myself up about it because I am aiming to achieve a standard that isn't appropriate, and I'm a perfectionist. But I didn't learn this wasn't an appropriate standard to measure myself against until I was on my phone after a seizure, applying to be a counsellor in Canada, because I felt like I wasn't doing enough. I needed to be less lazy. Of course, when I got a phone call a week later offering me the job, I had to confess that I couldn't walk, let alone fly to Toronto. I am pleased I managed to fill out a job application form in that state, though. If I were 80 years old, perhaps I would not feel like a failure. It is only because I am 19 and comparing myself to other 19-year-olds that I feel I have failed. But, even if I were 80... I know I would find another 80-year-old to compare myself to so that I could chastise myself for not doing enough. When we are children, we think that once we reach adulthood, we'll have things figured out. In reality, some adults know less than some children, and some people can live more in 20 years than others do in 50. It just depends on who you are. Comparison, when used to remove absolute standards in the form of relativity, is wonderful Comparison is damaging when it's used to apply those absolute standards. Using age to determine most things is as ridiculous as using clothing or eye colour. Age is an arbitrary category because of relativity. Of course, expecting a baby to compete in a marathon is inappropriate. But my grandfather is 95 years old, and he's more lively than most of the 13-year-olds I know. I am 19 years old and I walk less than my friends who are in their 50s and 60s. Well, I know this. I know about relativity. I know my expectations aren't realistic, but I still struggle with giving myself a break and not feeling guilty for having a day in bed when I need it. I still feel guilty for being driven places I think I should be walking to in an effort to save the environment from unnecessary fuel emissions. Unfortunately, my disability is not an environmentalist. I know I shouldn't be ashamed of looking healthy, though I'm not. Yet I am ashamed, because it makes others feel uncomfortable and confused. I am learning to question these unreasonable expectations, but I am not a finished product. I will not always be able to forgive myself for not being able to do something I feel I should be able to do. I doubt, even, whether I will ever be able to stop comparing myself to who I could be if only I had a healthy body. But, whether disabled or not, we should all be creating appropriate expectations and trying to be kind to ourselves. To survive and enjoy living, we must take time to look after ourselves. We must be kind to our mind. Our attitude affects whether we take the actions needed to prioritise our body. We must respect ourselves enough to form healthy new habits. 
We need to be kind to ourselves. On this journey, I know I will be the biggest hypocrite. Which is good, in a sense, because the position is filled. You can all relax. I am not kind to myself. But I am making time for me. Which is why I made this podcast, really. To encourage you to take time for yourself. If, like me, being kind to yourself doesn't come naturally to you, pretend. Pretend you love yourself. Make time for yourself like you deserve it, even if you feel that you don't. Start speaking to yourself like you would a friend. Maybe the habit will become a lifestyle, and maybe one day you'll realise you're not pretending anymore. In future episodes, when we talk more about the basics of staying alive, exercise, sleep and other things that we probably aren't doing properly because we weren't taught how, remember relativity. Remember not to compare yourself to others. Remember to go at your own pace and show yourself compassion as well. To care for our body, we must appreciate that it is unique. What will work for one person might not work for another. You can only be the best version of you. It's all relative. If you enjoyed today's episode, please feel free to leave a review on Apple Podcasts. And if you have any questions or suggestions, you can find me on Instagram at hollyblossom underscore HB or send me an email at teawithhb at gmail.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M dot com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.